This podcast is kindly brought to you by M&J Zimbabwe, SEPA, SoftSmart, Red Circle HR Solutions. Greetings ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to your favorite podcast where we get to give you the latest updates and information that you can use to decide on the next course of your business and trajectory. And as always, I'm joined by Jerry Moñas with the Chat Advent. What's up? Jerry, how are you? I'm okay. How, how are you it? feeling today? Very, very fine. <laughs> I was I was feeling a little bit under the weather some some couple of days, mm. and uh, I would like to share my experience when I was trying to get some some medication. Mm. Uh, they didn't have the, the 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 drug that was prescribed on my prescription, but immediately then they, when they told me that we don't have it. They then gave me an alternative and said it can still work the same way mm. that you wanted to mm. work. Mm. So I trusted my physician who wrote that uh, particular drug for me. Mm. Now when the pharmacist was trying to give me an alternative, I mm. didn't mm. feel so comfortable. Mm. I was like, ah, you know what, I'll, I'll look for this one and then if I don't find it, I'll, I'll come, come back. Mm. So now let's talk about um, you as a, as a salesperson. You said you're an assistant buyer. Exactly. And you're always there to assist the, the, the customer. Mm. The, the customer's interest, uh, what's at your heart, that's your top, top priority. Mm-hmm. So when a customer comes and asks for a product that mm-hmm. you do not have, mm-hmm. is, it, is it okay to offer an alternative to that customer mm-hmm. when it doesn't save the needs that they initially, or when it doesn't save the primary uh, product that they were looking for or the service that they were looking for initially? Okay. Is, it, is it okay to do that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay uh, to do that, but it depends now. Because the issue now is when someone... Uh, is asking for a certain product and obviously like what you said you're trusting your physician and you're saying you're given a certain drug that's fine but the salesperson now is supposed to give you yes giving an alternative is not a problem but also when that alternative is not going to serve the purpose or it's not going to treat you like the drug which was prescribed initially because remember it's all about trust because trust source is almost 100 percent trust mm-hmm. if you notice right now if you have a meeting with people who do you don't know probably you're on this other side you're selling you're selling to someone who you don't know the first question is about do i really trust these people mm-hmm. not even they can have a good product they can have a, a good product better than the reason why i would like doing business with you even if you're going to say jerry i'm selling something for a thousand Probably some uh, your competitor is actually selling it at 500. Mm-hmm. I would rather go. T- I would rather say, ah, let me deal with Steve because I know that there is no way Steve is going to shortchange me. Mm-hmm. Number two, if Steve is going to uh, probably fail to deliver, I know where he stays. Mm-hmm. I know where he works. <laughs> so it's very easy. So that's that's the issue now. So the first thing when you're meeting someone, do I really trust him? That's why people they say, no, I need to visit your office. I need to see where you, I need your combined papers, I need everything. But you're never going to do that to someone who you trust. So in this instance, you trust your physician, but you don't trust the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So the first thing as a salesperson, what he, was, he or she was supposed to do was to build that trust, to build that rapport, to, 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 to find a common ground with you. Probably when you got into that pharmacy, if I may ask, how did they greet you? Did they greet you with enthusiasm? I'm actually the one who greeted them. So I'm you see like, where the problem good is morning, now. I'm looking for this prescription, prescribed drug. Are you going to trust someone who you are? <laughs> it actually reminds me. Mm. This other client I met today, they are into selling gas. Mm. 
So you are saying, she was saying, ah, the competition here is very tough. Some people are selling a dollar 18 cents some people are selling a dollar 25 cents and also remember electricity problem is no longer there in zimbabwe mm-hmm. thumbs up to the government i they solved that problem i think our one units are now on mm-hmm. but we need also a solution i think we'll talk about that as well we need a, a long-term solution a long-term solution because probably we don't want to depend on coal only and water only mm-hmm. but thumbs up to the government the electricity is not there but mm-hmm. coming back to the story they said gas Gas is gas. This then I say to her, no. The problem is when you compete on price, you neglect all these other factors. Because you are only focusing on if I'm going to charge less, I'll get most of the customers. Mm-hmm. But that is not true. If you notice it, when you even get into a shop, probably you're going to get even on, on a shelf. Are you going to get the cheapest rice? Mm. Are you going to get the cheapest cooking oil? No. Are you going to get the cheapest meat? No. Or you look at the person who's serving you. Mm-hmm. How are they talking to you? How are they addressing you? How are they handling you? Mm-hmm. Up to when you are now getting to the product. Mm-hmm. So people now will put too much emphasis mm-hmm. on the product and we tend to remove all these other factors which make someone pay the money. Because mm-hmm. if this guy is a greeted you with enthusiasm, I say you want to hi sir uh probably let's say good morning good morning mr steve mm. how can i help you today what's the problem mm. are you the one who's sick or is your wife ah it's me i'm not feeling me i'm being under the weather okay ah, this terrible flu i think even my friend had this flu do you know that he was actually going to say i gave them this pill before you even give them the what the, the prescription they're going to start saying ah no i know of, it, of some other tablets which you can take which can help you. Mm. You see, you, you are now an assistant buyer. You are now you're helping your what? Your customer. Mm. <clears throat> so nowadays now the issue now is about the doctors are not also helping the customer. The pharmacists, the people are putting they are putting people with pharmacists quali- they are they've got qualification in pharmacy, diplomas, etc. But they, they forget that they're in the business of sales. Mm. So the moment they are going to convince me, have you ever noticed that if you are convinced in a right way? You might get into that shop once to buy pills, mm. but you might end up even buying a deal mm. for, your, for your wife. Mm. You might end up even buying chocolate for your kids. Mm-hmm. You might end up even buying extra pills. Uh, say, ah, do you have these pills which, for, for even for your mother? Even, even paracetamol, you just say, no, I need to stay with these. Because mm. why? Just you feel like you trust mm. these people. These people are part of you. Mm. That's why I wrote this book, Selling Like a Vendor. And I'm talking about how vendors try to explain things they they pretend as if they're on your side mm-hmm. and when you pretend as if you're on someone's side immediately i'm feeling safe mm-hmm. i'm like so the issue about sales coming to your question now it's about what you we 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 think of price only but it's about how are you going to greet someone on the phone mm-hmm. how are you going to handle someone whilst they're actually getting into a shop mm-hmm. instead of watching them and like you're watching a robot or you're watching something which is funny or a horror movie someone can feel that easily feel that then i'm not asking for the sake of it because probably it's the nearest farmers mm-hmm. from your place mm-hmm. you're not just doing it because it's a nearest farmers but you just feel that i have not been serviced well mm-hmm. i still remember when i was staying in in, in waterfalls uh, i think past five years or so i would previous years i was staying in high fields and there's this other 24-hour clinic 
I trusted that 24 hour cleaning to the extent that I would leave waterfalls. The whole four years I stayed in, the whole two, two years I stayed for four years in the fields, but I stayed for two years in waterfalls. Mm. I would still go back to it. To that. To that. But there were a lot of better, nice, nice, yeah, nice 24 surgeries. But I, I, I wasn't comfortable. You see, I wasn't comfortable because I don't trust them. And I'm not comfortable because of the way they are going to service me. But if their service was going to be better than the service I was getting at Highfields, immediately I would have abandoned them and just start. Because when someone is sick, they really need that care. Because remember, especially when you're sick, when you've you got flu, sometimes even your mood, your moody, uh, things that you're not just feeling well. Mm-hmm. You're not in the, yeah. So when I'm sick, that's when I need the most care. But unfortunately, our hospitals and our pharmacies they, they really treat us like patients uh-huh. they don't treat us like customers true and then uh you mentioned something that is very interesting they're like building trust with a with a customer mm-hmm. and then you realize that half the time if you own a product if you own a service it's easy for you to build trust with the customer because you can speak for your service you can speak for your product and sometimes even when the product is not yours maybe it's just redistribution like shout out to the ladies who are selling uh, avon products hey, you know hey, trying to make uh. men's ends meet they are really not their products but you know the way they jump in to build the trust to their customers they'll tell them i bought this perfume for my brother and he likes it so much mm. or oh, i actually mm. bought this dress for someone and they mm. went on a date with exactly. it and now the fact that they've given you a, a real life experience with that product or with that service it makes you trust the person who's was selling and that someone who is happy about exactly. the product right. and but but you know what most of the trust is not built on the in the product per se trust is built you know my relationship with you mm-hmm. the reason why i say steve is my friend mm-hmm. the reason why i say probably i've got a problem let me call steve mm-hmm. it's not because of the transaction it's because of other things, the stories, the stories we share, mm-hmm. the conversations we do, mm-hmm. whilst we are probably relaxing. Imagine if you're getting into the pharmacy, but someone starts speaking to you about Manchester United, probably are wearing a Manchester jersey. Mm-hmm. Ah, my brother, I think your team is being beaten these days. You start laughing it off. Probably the other, that minute, you might even forget that you've got a flu. Mm-hmm. Because you're now joking with the person. If it's ladies, probably the ladies smiling. You're not talking about other things. Ah, how is your kid? How is everything and stuff like that? You're joking. Do you know that you can build trust better when you're joking with someone? And when you're, I've done it several times. When I'm invited to a meeting, which is supposed to be talking about the product or the service, I would rather spend 30 minutes talking about other things and five minutes talking about the agenda of the meeting. Why do you do that? Because it gives someone, someone who relax, mm-hmm. speak about what they want and they start narrating whatever they want. So they get into that mood of saying, ha, I think I'm very good. I, I can, I can have a conversation. I, I, I don't mind talking to this person even for years. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Remember, we're talking about trust. So trust is not built on a transaction. The moment you start justifying it with the transaction, like what you are saying, to say, my brother has once used the perfume. Mm-hmm. It's your brother. Do I trust your brother? I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can build a, a better trust. It's, it's better to say it that way. But I'm saying you will not get the trust of that person because you are mentioning your side. Mm-hmm. 
You are not mentioning my sight. Understand what I need. For example, if I want to sell a perfume to someone today, mm-hmm. I'll first say, which perfume were you using? You see? Okay, then you're going to say, ah, I was using this type and I like this type. Okay, do you mind if I can even give you the same type, probably the same scent of that perfume, but on a different label, like ever? You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because why? You're understanding what the customer needs. Mm-hmm. It's about, if you ever notice that, you say, I want to send, I, I wanted a dog trainer, I bought two dogs. Because of what uh, is obviously you, you need dogs. So what this <laughs> vicious one? Yeah, these uh, the, the German Shepherd dogs. Okay. So I was once referred to this, this other guy. When I was referred to him, I'm saying hi. Do you train dogs? Hi, I do. Okay. How much is it? Two hundred dollars. Done. Conversation done. Okay. Oh, do you want me to send the dogs to you, or I'm supposed to? You're supposed to train them at my house. Ah. Uh, I can come to your house. How long? For a month. You see, I'm the one who's initiating the conversation. conversation. It was boring. I never did. But I I spoke to someone yesterday. Okay, I want to train dogs. Okay, which type of the dog? GST. What do you really want the dogs to do? Mm-hmm. See, compare these conversations. What do you really want the dogs to do? Mm-hmm. No, I want them to be at least, they're supposed to be at least i want them to be i want that comfort to say when i want my dogs i want them to know when who to who to attack mm-hmm. they want they have to be vicious but only to foreigners not to bite probably the people are at home mm-hmm. or i don't want them to also to befriend foreigners mm-hmm. then i said to him okay what else and he said what else do you need then i said also i don't want them to litter everywhere and he said i think i can do that then he said, I, then I said also, I want them to learn at least the basic instructions, like sit, like kennel, uh, like uh, they should understand, we should have a conversation basics, with them, yeah. for, for me to enjoy whilst I'm, I'm, I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Then he said, uh, that's okay, I think I can do it for you. Then what I also need to ask, do you mind, do you want me to, do you want to bring the dogs or do you want me to train them at your place? Mm-hmm. And I said, ah, I think I'll be more comfortable training them at my place. And he said, ah, it's okay, because I was going to give them a, a boarding facility. And I said, it's okay. You see the conversation I was having? Mm. This guy was, it was not about the training of the dogs. It was not about him. It was about me. What you want. What I want. So most of the people, we don't care about some what they want. Mm-hmm. We are busy selling our product. Mm. We are busy selling our service. And we are busy talking more about ourselves. But when I'm in a transaction, I don't care about you. I only care about what? Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. Customers, they 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 are selfish people. Very selfish. Yeah. It's all about yes. You can have a, you can have a customer. You can service a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. But customers are different. You can sell. I can sell this book to thousand people. I've sold it to many people. Mm-hmm. But it's about every customer i'm trying to sell this book to mm-hmm. they've got different challenges and different needs mm-hmm. so probably i'm selling it to a student i'm supposed to highlight something about their career mm-hmm. how they probably they failed their a level they're thinking of going to university they now know that no you can 
you can make it in life without necessarily going through me through through university mm-hmm. so when i'm selling to a student i'm supposed to understand their needs as their a needs student, as a student. Mm-hmm. i'm not just going to say this is a good book mm-hmm. for what yeah you need to define the purpose and so yeah you can come through and let us know your experience that you've had with the customers are you the kind of me 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 kind of salesperson who's more concerned about closing the sale and putting under the rug the needs of the customers to whom you are actually trying to close the sale with so yeah you can let us know in the comments down below but for now we take a short break we'll be back shortly and don't you dare move an inch subscribe share and we'll stay engaged with more content coming your way Hello everyone, my name is Philanthe Jinya from Ventseco HR Solutions. Ventseco HR Solutions provide customized HR solutions to different types of companies. We understand that different types of companies are facing different types of problems, so we are here to offer you the solutions to those problems. We attract several HR solutions through our fact finding. We will be able to understand the different types of problems that you're facing and the needs of your business. Engage with us today and let us help you simplify HR. This podcast is kindly brought to you by MNJ Zimbabwe, SEPA, SoftSmart, Red Circle HR Solutions, and MNJ Zambia. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. If you're tuning in just now, then please subscribe and share the video with your friends. You can always participate in the comment section. We always have giveaway prizes, especially the books that are on set. We'll give them away to the people who come through with overwhelming conversations or comments that can spark up uh, conversation and leading us into the next uh, episode of the podcast so yeah before we went for the break we were talking about building trust and you highlighted key elements that people need to focus on as they are selling that if you need to build trust not around the product itself but build a rapport with the person make it about them and less of you mm-hmm. because they are the ones who need the product mm-hmm. so then you need to understand their needs so that your product can solve whatever they have at hand and uh, I think you you did justice to that part of the mm. conversation. But now we want to move on to a very interesting one. So I remember some 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 time back, uh, I I was uh, doing some some consulting work for mm. this mm. big retail outlet, and they were having a challenge. Their challenge was very simple. They have a confectionery department where they sell the freshly baked stuff, biscuits, bread, scones, buns, and also and all sorts of things. So their main problem was that they, some of the things were not being bought. So they ended up throwing those things away. So as a, as, a, as a means of internal control, they put someone who was responsible for that aisle of uh, fresh baked uh, foods. Mm. And they told them that you're supposed to analyze the demand for the stuff that we produce. And then the next day you use data from previous day to 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 make new stock or mm. to bake new mm. stuff mm. if the things don't sell out uh. we deduct the loss from your salary they put that that uh, that weight on that on that particular week uh. and tell you what they people five or five if not six people resigned from that position mm. because it just wasn't mm. working out so i came in they were trying to pick up my mind on what they need to do so i gave them a simple solution and told them 
you can reuse your products if you if they don't save the first papers reuse them what other thing can you use them for and then they told me you can actually dry dry bread mm. and then you crush it and then it, it makes these nice things that they can, you can use to bake and coat some 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 chicken or some meat whatever you are doing right so i i then realized in that moment that i created a problem recently when i went to that same supermarket mm. so i was i was waiting in line to get a burger i wanted a burger from their from their store the lettuce the tomatoes everything was fresh guess what was stale the bun exactly. <laughs> it was stale yeah. so i asked them the the lady was making the burger is your bun fresh and then she looked at me and said it's fresh like no is it really fresh yeah. and then she told me that she got it from the baker so it must be fresh so what she was trying to do was try to trying to play out a, a point of view where she says i just got them this morning yeah. so they must be fresh yeah. but from the bigger they already stay exactly. so i then i then told her but i know that this this bun is not is not fresh mm-hmm. and then she laughed over and said if i came to your house and you have kids and if i ask you if your kids are naughty would you say that they are naughty ah. and then we laughed it off yeah. so brings me to the next point these guys actually got their their savers or their retailers to to lie to customers that these buns are fresh as a way of selling is it a good idea to lie to your customers or to get your sales team to over exaggerate on the benefits that their customers are getting from buying a certain product or a certain uh, service because yeah. i've seen it a lot of times yeah someone is so confident with the product that even some of the stuff that they are saying the product can do they are lies yeah yeah is it, is it a good thing to lie to the customer about their benefits it's not because why uh, we into well in business yes you can over promise but you need also to over deliver and don't lie to the customer don't manipulate a customer remember a disappointed customer is going to tell more than 12 people but a satisfied customer is going to take to to, to talk to only two people so you'll be killing a brand because remember that same customer there there stores their supermarkets which you dislike because the people have been dishonest to you I'll tell you there's this other big brand it's a big sh- supermarket I won't mention it it's big mm-hmm. but when I went there I, I bought I, I used to go there when I bought uh, a rotten uh, what do you call this a rotten it was a watermelon from that day I've never set my foot into that super big supermarket did you ever tell them that the, the watermelon was rotten the problem now is with the, some of our the customer i must say customer somewhere mm-hmm. when you see a customer communicating to you about their problem it means they can come back but other customer they'll just say this guy is going to play with me i'm never going to go back because mm-hmm. this, this is a big supermarket which is supposed to control its quality mm-hmm. yeah so the issue now is about if you lie to a customer you are now killing the brand you can win remember it's all about winning a battle but in sales you need to win the war so some some of the people are better off with winning a transaction rather than winning remember even when you when you've got a builder you've got a painter yes they can manipulate you they can they can uh, they can do whatever they're doing with you that time and probably think that they've gotten away with that that because probably someone has built my house has built your house mm-hmm. they're going to build it today but they they don't even know that probably Steve is going to own 20 or 30 houses if they are going to do a correct job initially it means they've got a chance of building other 19 houses but if they are going to lie to me today and I'll discover that you're lying to me definitely I'm never going to hire you again are gone. are gone potential clients are gone 
So you should be honest. It's you rather lose a customer. I would rather lose a customer whilst I'm telling them the truth. Rather than trying to manipulate or to feel some to make someone feel comfortable when I know that this is not the real position. This is not the situation which is supposed to be there. So in sales, we need to overpromise, but at the end of the day also over deliver. Because the biggest sales which you can do is not actually in convincing and persuading a customer. The biggest salesperson is the one who is going to deliver the best service. Being rejected is normal. We are rejected every day. Sometimes we actually feel like we no longer be, uh, we suffer from even self-esteem because we are rejected. It happens, but it's, a, it's the recovery process of knowing that, no, it's just a game. It's rejecting me, so what? You see, like even when, when I was, I usually go with my box to the gym. You notice that the tendency is to sell to probably blacks because I know that it's easy for me to communicate with blacks. But I'm hesitant, I can be hesitant to actually approach the white people. But you'll be noticing that the white guys are the ones who can buy these books They're better than anyone. They're interested in buying the book, yeah. You see, so it's about just approach everyone. Whether they reject you, whatever they're going to say, don't take it to heart. Just know that this is a game. This is what is going to make you rich. But anyway, the matter now of uh, trying to I'll give you an example. There's this other client. I went and I met him. He bought two of my books, mm -hmm. but we had suggested a bigger deal, which was, I think, worth more than 5,000 thereabouts. Then the, the, the client said, uh, he said straightforward, they said, no, I don't want the product. I've got these other guys who are doing it for me from Kenya. I've got these other guys who are also doing it for me. Today I'm going to be talking about Sage PPC Pastel Partner. Why choose Sage PPC Pastel Partner? Number one, we are saying you have the freedom. Work how, when, and whenever you want through secured ground access. Number two, have control. Make quick and informed decisions through smart performance dashboard and powerful reporting tools. Number three, productivity. Boost the productivity of your team through various features which includes Sage Contact, Sage Capture, Sage 50 Cloud Intelligence Reporting, Cloud Backup, Accept Payments from your customers, and Direct Banking. Thank you so much for watching. Don't hesitate to contact at the SoftSmart Solution where we work smart and efficient. For me internally, then you said no. Uh, there, there's no problem. See, it's actually a good thing because remember, you always to agree with him. It's a, it's, a, it's a very important say. Thanks so much. I think we are okay with that. You can you can do that. It's fine. But whenever you need help, just know that we are available and we can assist you. Boom! We left the meeting. And uh, one of my consultants actually thought that we we're never going to win that deal. But amazingly, after about uh, three months down the line, when they tried with these other guys. The project failed and we actually got more not only that product which i wanted to sell we ended up selling two services which actually gave us double the amount of money and right now that client can now trust us because why we've shown that we can deliver and we, what i did was i maintained the relationship for those three months i'm coma how are you i'm a brother how's it you're a trade free ah we can meet you can just have drinks ah we can do this but the problem now is we only want to take care of the customers who have directly bought from us. I've got a customer who rejected our services from 2020, but I did a training for them 
last three, three months. And do you know what he was saying? He was now saying, ah, I regret if I, I should have done this earlier. Three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> but it's because they think that don't burn bridges because you're rejected. Mm -hmm. You never know that person is going to transform your life. Mm -hmm. so that person can even, probably a vendor selling in the streets, probably are looking at someone who's going to help you in your life in future. Mm. I, I think even in my book, The Child of Vendor, I violated the, the lady called Sister Chido, who actually helped me to get my first job after, when I was now getting out of the streets. Why? It's because this person, you have only sold to them a, a, a what? A, you have only sold, you have, I was selling a, a time, mm -hmm. but she later got me a job which made me survive for almost two years so it treats everyone with respect don't bend bridges just to leave even when do you know customers i think you've vendor difficult customers mm -hmm. it's not every customer who is smooth mm -hmm. other customers they can actually make you broke do mm -hmm. you know that yeah but well the problem is the people think that every customer is not always, a customer is not always right mm -hmm. that's very true it's not customers are kings but they are not always right that's true. So even when you're not saying, I say, I don't think I can provide this service for you, probably because they don't want to pay the money, mm. or probably there are other challenges which are there. Do it in a what? In an amicable way. So that this person, when they now need other services or help, they can approach you without any hesitance. Because you have said, you have put a room of a relationship. You didn't burn bridges. You didn't say that, if you're going to see, you are never going to see me. Probably you're going to see me on your funeral only. Mm -hmm. So all those, that kind of language can burn bridges and can destroy your business. Remember, as much as we are in sales, we are also in marketing. We want to build the brand which can sustain your organization for the next 100 years. Mm, absolutely. There you have it. Don't burn bridges when you are rejected. Treat rejection is a game that you can always play every other day when you wake up in the morning learn from your rejections what was the cause for the failure of the cell and build upon that knowledge to advance your selling skills and become a better sales person otherwise we'll see you on the next episode it has been nice hanging out with you remember to subscribe share the video with your friends and like it really helps the algorithm for others to find these videos and uh, for today's uh, challenge we are challenging you to come with the most um the most challenging rejection you've ever faced from your clients. Do come through and let us know in the comment section and you could stand a chance to win one of those books, either The Chattered Vendor or the other one, uh, Selling, Selling Like, like a, a Vendor. You could win these books if you come through in the comment section. Otherwise, see you.